Hey guys, welcome to One Place Podcast. We're a family who believes it's time to take the gospel literally and enter into the fullness of what it means to be a son and a daughter of a loving father. We're so excited for you to join us on this journey, and I hope this message awakens seeds of hope inside of you. As you heard, um, we're going to be talking about hearing God's voice, because he's a God that speaks today. But before we hop into that, I want to lay some groundwork. If you guys were to sum up Jesus's message while he was on earth, what would it be? The gospel? Yeah, I like that. Come on, dude. That's half of it. Well, it is. It's the whole thing, actually. But just give me, give me a little more specific words, Danny. What do you got? Come on, dude. Closer. Follow me. I like that. I'll take that. But he, he says like a million times. If you guys read the Gospels, he talks about the kingdom of God so much. Like his main message, like Mark, he's a really, he likes to condense Jesus's message. And obviously Jesus didn't just say this one phrase. There's a lot more. But in Mark, it, often, oftentimes it says like, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He's constantly talking about the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. And half of his parables are like, the kingdom of God is like, the kingdom of God is like. So like, I actually really want to understand the kingdom of God because it's something that he talks about a ton. And we, we, we throw around that word like we want to be kingdom people. We want to be kingdom, kingdom work, build the kingdom, minister the kingdom. I don't know. But we talk about the kingdom of God a lot. And he's talking to a, a crowd that really is familiar with kingdoms coming. Because like Israel's past 400 years, they've literally had four different kingdoms come in and overtake them. They had the Assyrians come in and they wiped out Israel. And then Babylon, Babylon came in and then took out the other half of, of Israel, uh, Judah. And then the Greeks came in and they took over and then the Romans came in and that's where they're, they're at right there. And they have this prophecy about the kingdom of God coming. So they're anticipating like another violent kingdom that he, Jesus is going to come and he's going to take over with violence and he's going to overthrow the government and he's going to do all this stuff. And that's not Jesus's plan. So he's talking about the kingdom and they're probably really confused. Like the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. What do you mean? <laughs> I want the kingdom of God to be like a lightning bolt. <laughs> like they really actually want him to come and smite. And that, honestly, that like, at the end of the day, they're waiting for that. And, then, and once they see that Jesus isn't going to come in power and actually overthrow the government, they like, yeah, let's just cru- crucify this dude. This guy's nuts. But the message of Jesus gets like, boiled down to this. The kingdom of God is at hand. And he, and he reveals the Pharisees are questioning him about the kingdom of God. And he says it in Luke 17. Being asked by the Pharisees what, when the kingdom of God would come, he answered, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed. Nor will they say, look, here it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Oh. Wow. wow. <laughs> so he boils it down. Here's his plan. Let me just give you his plan here. The coming of the kingdom is the Holy Spirit coming inside and living and dwelling in you the like literally think about this like the lordship like jesus has in heaven everything submits to him 
everything in heaven. And he's saying, I want to put that in you so you're a walking heaven where everything in you submit to Jesus alone. And that's literally what it's meant for. Like the kingdom of God is coming inside of every single one of us. And it's inside of you. And it says, it says um, in Mark 4 that it's like a mustard seed. It's a so small. It seems in- insignificant, but yet it grows into the biggest plant in the entire garden. And, and, and actually, it bears the fruit of like the birds coming and nest in its, sh- in its shade and its trees. And it actually like provides things for its environment around it. So that's, what our de- that's our, literally our destiny. That like when you said yes to Jesus, when he came inside of you, in comparison, I'll, I, it might have been an amazing, incredible encounter for you. But in comparison to what he actually wants to do, it was small and insignificant. Of how much he, he actually wants to grow heaven inside of you, that every part of you would submit to Jesus. So, wow. That is his plan. And one of the aspects of the kingdom. So, like... If you look at the Greeks, Alexander went around and he conquered a lot of places. You see like cities named Alexandria everywhere because this dude was a little full of himself. But he went around and he was so ridiculously strategic because he, he knew what it meant to, to expand a kingdom. It was like everything, I'm going to take these people and I'm going to transform them into my image. I'm going to rename their city. I'm going to redefine who they are. I'm going to redefine who they say God is. I'm going to redefine what they're, what they're even entertained by. So like literally, if you go into, if you, like Jesus's time, like there would literally be like Greco-Roman structures around because they're like, in order to, to completely take over, we need to like completely influence. And Jesus like, like obviously has a redeemed redeemed, loving, selfless, full of love, kingdom expanding. But he wants to mold us and influence us by the voices that we listen to. So like he, his plan is he put Holy Spirit inside of you and he wants to speak to you and mold you and transform you into his image. And that's like one of the main ways that he transform you is by his word. Literally, this right here. The word, now, I want to clarify. In John 1, it says that Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word. Right here, we have a perfect representation and a manifestation of the word. But this is actually still lowercase w word because Jesus isn't, like, like, this is not Jesus in the flesh. It is in one way that the word made flesh right here, but it's still not the, like, Jesus. <laughs> so, but this is, this right here, I want to clarify before we move on. Like, this is literally the standard. Anything that, when we're talking about hearing God's voice, if something deviates from this, that's not Jesus. So we just want to get that clear. We're not trying to add on to what he already did and, 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 and basically bring something new that's heretical and that's not what Jesus does. He doesn't change. He doesn't shift. Good? Good. Tracking? Okay, so this, this is a word of God. The, the word of God, the spirit, the spirit of Jesus now lives inside of you. 
and he wants to speak to you. This is his like gift to us. Oh my goodness, we get to know him. But he literally also speaks to our spirit. There's many ways that he speaks to us and we're gonna get into that in a second. But I wanna just show you from the Bible so that we're safe, so that we feel really comfortable to say yes to this that he actually is speaking to you every day. Just because he put his Holy Spirit in you, he wants to speak to you. That's what qualifies you. Because you had faith and you said yes to Jesus, he put his spirit inside of you. Might have felt insignificant, but he has a bigger plan than that. He wants to grow the kingdom in you. And he's speaking to you. So I'm gonna flip to John. I'm gonna, if you wanna go to John 14, 15, and 16, that kind of area, I'm gonna be kind of around here. It's a really good, 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 good part of John. Like the rest of John. <clears throat> All right. John 14. We're going to start there. Let me see. Jesus, thank you. Verse 26 of John 14. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all the things I have said to you. Wow. This is literally what Jesus wants to do. He wants to teach us everything. That's wild. Literally, in 1 Corinthians 2.10, it talks about how the Spirit searches the depths of the Father, and then he actually reveals that to us. So what that's being said is we have access to the heart of God in us now, and he actually wants to share that with us. That is actually incredibly wild. I'm going to hop down to, uh, to chapter 15, verse 15. This is something that often actually inhibits us from hearing God. So many times, this, this is like the, the factor that the reason why many of us actually don't believe that God speaks to us is because of this. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I call you friends. For all that I've heard from my father, I have made known to you. Like he literally, you're no longer a slave. This is so key. That we would know our identity before him and our right standing. What Cassidy said, that we literally have nothing standing between us. There's nothing that Jesus didn't accomplish that keeps you from his presence and his voice. That is incredible that Jesus says and looks at you because of faith and not by works. It says, you're the righteousness of Christ. You can actually come before me and hear my voice. You can actually come before me and I've qualified you to have communion with me and union with me. So this is his goal, guys. I just wanna bring it back. He wants to be one with us. He wants to have union with his children, okay? And he wants to commune with you. How many of you guys, like, have had a relationship where you don't really communicate? No, not really. That'd be weird. That'd be really weird. His goal is that we would know him, that we would know his heart, that even, even when we walk into a room and we see something that, and we would know how Jesus feels about that. You following me? Yeah. Like, like with, I'll just give an example with my wife. I, I know my wife because we've had many conversations. We talk every single day. And when I'm in a room and I see something happen, I can generally get an idea what she's gonna react to that. And I, and I know her heart 
And literally that's the will of God for our relationship, that we would know his heart in every single situation because we've walked with him. We've talked with him. I'm gonna read one more verse and then move on a little bit. Chapter 16, verse 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he, uh, let me back up actually to verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. That is incredible. So we're pretty clear that the spirit of God actually wants to live inside of you, that he's much more than just a conscious, like, oh, this is wrong, this is right. It's so much more than that, guys. This is just the the surface of it, but he actually wants to speak to you. He wants to have a relationship. He's a person. Holy Spirit is a person of the Trinity. He's not just a power. He's not just something that you wave around. He's not just your free pass to heaven. He's literally a person that has come inside of you that that represents the Trinity. And it's saying, like, I want you. This is actually such an incredible, incredible truth. Like, if we really get this, we're going to be really stoked. Like, how crazy is it that the God of the universe has come inside of us and wants to do life with us? Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. We literally, there's an invitation on every single one of your hearts. Like, come, like, hear my voice, invite me in. And he's gonna do life with us. It's so funny, like, I love that he's, like, coming in and eating with me. That his invitation is, like, because that's just such, like, something that we all do a few times a day. It's nothing crazy or special, but he wants to do that with us. He wants to commune with us on like of such a human level. Like that's showing his humanity. He wants to sit down with us and have a meal. He wants to do life with us. Like there's an invitation tonight that we would never live the same. That we would always have this actually in our hearts that God of the universe, not only is he just way out there, he's actually come inside. And he wants to do every single day with us. And he wants to speak to us. He actually wants to speak to us. And my wife is going to come up in a second and kind of give more of the practicals. But I want to leave you with this, that this isn't like a hypothesis that we test to see if it's real. This is actually like the truth. This is capital teach. Like this is coming right from here, the Bible. And this is something that we can't tiptoe in because Galatians, I'm going to flip actually here. Galatians, wow, I'm getting sidetracked again. Let's go. I guess I'm not almost done. Maybe I am. Galatians 3. Galatians 3, 2 says, let me ask you only this. Did you receive the spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish having begun by the spirit? Are you now being perfected by the flesh? And and what I want to get at here is, we receive the Spirit and we abide in the Spirit by faith, not by works. 
Faith is the full assurance. That is like a complete dive into this truth. Not a, I'm gonna test this out for a second here. See if it works. Like a hypothesis is like, hey, I have this idea. Maybe this is true. Let's test it out and see if it applies to my life and see if like it's testable. Like, let's see if it's a theory and then maybe it's a little more truth and I'll, you know, try it out a little more often. But this is actually something like a relationship with someone you're getting proposed to and and, and he's saying to you, like, I want to do life with you. I want to commune with you. I want to talk with you. And if you enter in like a child tonight, I can guarantee you your life is going to change. If you enter in saying, yes, you know what? I'm going to listen to this with faith. I'm going to listen to you with faith and expect you to show up because his promises are actually real. And when we have faith, when we enter in with full confidence, he's actually going to meet us right there. When we're like, yes, you know what? I'm going to dive in. I don't know what I'm getting into. I don't understand it but I'm saying yes to this. Like there's literally a life change for every single one of us. I don't care whether like you've heard God's voice before or whether you, this, you've never, you're like, what the heck is this? There's an invitation to unite to literally say yes to this and your life is gonna change. So Jenna's gonna come up, my lovely wife. I'm just gonna pray for a second. Yeah, Jesus. Mm. Thank you for your love, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you love me. You love me so much. Mm. Thank you for your spirit. Holy Spirit, we love you. Yeah, amen. So, I'm just going to get practical. And I just, just as like a little side note, Every single one of you hearing God's voice is really simple. It's not complicated. And I really believe that every single one of you is going to hear his voice tonight. Um, so we just get to expect that. And I, it's going to be life-changing. I'm going to um, tell you a little bit of my story and how I heard God's voice for the first time and how I've grown in it. Um, so I'm really excited to share with you guys. Um, so the ways that he speaks, I'm just going to really quick go through, um, we're going to continue to talk about the voice of God over the next, um, few weeks. So I'm only going to like touch on a few things, but I'm really going to sit on the still small voice of God. So the way he speaks, he has still small voice. Um, sometimes he gives us visions, dreams, and impressions, um, those are all very biblical, I promise. I, we're going to touch on all of them at some point in these next few weeks. Um, but I'm going to personally sit on the still small voice for tonight um, with you guys. I really feel like he specifically wants to speak to us. Um, and so to give some biblical context to that too, I'm going to go to Second Kings. going to find my little guy here. 2 Kings 19, oh, is it 1 Kings? 1 Kings 19, um, verse 11, and it says, And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the voice passed by. A great, a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in, in pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. 
and after the wind, after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. So I'm going to stand for a little bit now because this chair is interesting. Um, But yeah, so just kind of like giving context there. So Elijah hears this still small voice speak to him. And we really want, we really believe that God, that's how God speaks. So to give just like a little bit more, um, just yeah, testimony on that. So when I, I was a senior in high school and I had this amazing mentor, really, really incredible. And I just got saved um, my junior, like, fr- or sophomore to junior year of high school. And I'm, like, trying to grow in Jesus, and I'm, like, reading the Bible, and I'm not, I'm not getting a lot of it. I don't have a Christian background, so I'm, like, all right, I don't know, uh, the Old Testament, wow, I don't know, okay, that's cool. And, um, and then one night, my mentor just, like, simply, like, doesn't even doesn't explain a lot to me, but just says like, hey, you know you can hear God's voice, right? And she's just like, do you want to listen? Like, let's just listen right now. Are you okay with that? And I was just like, wait, what? Like, why hasn't anyone told me this? I was just like, so, I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'm hungry for God. And if this is him, I want it. So yes. Let's, let's pray. I want to hear him. And I got, the first thing that happened was I could just close my eyes and I saw a picture of him grabbing me and holding me and saying, I love you. You're safe. And the first, like the first thing I felt was just peace. Like the first time I've ever felt peace like that, the only, the first time I ever felt so safe in my entire life. And the first time that I realized the, like, reality of God's love. Like, I read it in here, and I tried to understand it. And I'm like, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, and that's amazing. Yes. And it was in the moment when I finally, like, where he stepped into my own story. And it was made real to me. I was like, you gave yourself for me so that I can be safe. I, like, I feel peace inside of me because you're inside of me and you're peace. Like, there's just like this reality that hit me. And I really believe that God wants to make it that personal for you tonight. So something about the voice, the still small voice of God is that it's really familiar. Every single one of you, it's, he's not a stranger He's the good shepherd, and you hear his voice, and you have heard his voice. Um, And you can see that in 1 Samuel 3. You can turn there if you want. Um, But I'm kind of just going to, like, debrief on what what it talks about. So it talks about Samuel, the prophet. He's like this little boy, and he's cuddled up in the tabernacle and just, like, so just, like, close to Jesus and just yeah curled right up and then all of a sudden God speaks to him and when God speaks to him he thinks that it's his um mentor basically Elijah or wait Eli sorry Eli so he goes to Eli wakes Eli up and he's like Eli what what did you want I heard you called me 
And he's like, no, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Jesus talks to him again. Like, the Lord talks to him again. And he's like, oh, Eli said it. Like, hey, Eli, what did you say? And eventually Eli realizes he's like, oh, the Lord's speaking to him. And he said, okay. So then Eli finally said, hey, this is God. And so, like, honest, it takes someone to say, hey, this is God, for you to realize, hey, that was God. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, and so, and then he goes back to bed. He's like, Lord, speak, and God talks to him, and he knows that it's the Lord. But so, that's just, like, one of the things is it's not, it's not like this. Sometimes it's, like, a very, it's very clear for, like, you just, like, know, you're like, wow, that was not me. Sometimes it takes, like, extra, it's faith. It's a faith thing. It's, a, it's hey, is this biblical? I'm going to even share something very personal about today. Um, I just, yeah, really felt that. Um, so today, had kind of a harder day, um, was a little bit just anxious about the future, a little bit hopeless about the future. That's not me at all. I don't, I don't have those thoughts. Um, but the enemy was really trying to attack me with those thoughts. And I was just to the point where I'm just crying. And I just, I'm like with my husband. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, Lord, what do you say right now? And he's just like, daughter, daughter, daughter. He said it like so many times. He's just, daughter, you're mine your mind, and just, like, all of a sudden, like, anxiety gone, and then he, like, goes further and gives me a picture of him holding me again and taking me places, and he's, like, I'm gonna take you places, it's okay, like, your future, it's okay, I'm taking you there, you don't have to worry, and then he goes, he just said, I haven't forgot about you, and, like, those, like, it was probably a minute, not even, that that was, that I just sat there and heard him speak. But, like, I mean, I'm standing before you. I have no hopelessness, no anxiety. I'm, I'm completely, I'm completely convinced, oh, I'm his daughter. He hasn't forgot about me. We're actually going places together. He's carrying me. Yeah. And, like, what's beautiful is just, like, another, like, my husband was actually right there, and he got a picture of me as like his little daughter and he's like taking me to like work with him and I'm like yeah that's basically exactly what he showed me so it was like this beautiful just like so there's just there's life change that happens when you can hear from God and when you know that his spirit is actually like ready to speak to you at every in every moment say that you're in like the best moment ever and you're just like Jesus you love me and he's just like yeah I do I really really do and then, or you're in like this low moment of anxiety, and he's like, "Hey, I love you." And it, like th- those words, guys, it doesn't even compare. It doesn't compare to anyone on earth telling you that. It doesn't compare to, like, even reading it without making it personal. It just doesn't like. You, yes, you can read for God so loved the world, and that verse has wrecked me. But like there's like this beautiful where you have to make it personal for yourself and just able to step into that. So that's what we're going to do tonight. And we're going to let this become personal in our hearts. Um, and I'm, I'm just excited to see what Jesus is ready to do with you guys and what testimonies are going to come out of this. Um, 
Let me see. Is there any more stuff? Okay, so things that you might hear. So Jesus is, I mean, he knows everything. He's amazing. So um, in Mark 1.11, it's just a quick example. Um, It's when Jesus is getting baptized, and there's a voice that comes from heaven. It's God the father and he said and he like says down to Jesus you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased or I find great joy in um that verse specifically is really important to me because I I heard him say almost those exact words to me one of the first times too that he spoke to me probably like the third and um so what what does he say he talks about his love He'll, he'll definitely tell you that he loves you. He'll tell you about himself. He'll tell you, hey, I'm your dad. I'm really kind. I'm really patient. I'm really gentle. You can come here. I, I want to hug you. What more? I'm really powerful. I'm really big. I'm strong. You're safe. So he'll tell you those things. It'll always, he can, he'll give you verses. He'll say like, hey, go to Isaiah. Two six. I mean, this is his word too. So he's maybe he just wants to make this extra relevant for you, and just like, hey, go here. I have something to tell you that's written right here. Um, he knows everything about every person next to me. So Ashley, he knows everything about Ashley, and sometimes he could, I could be like, hey, God, you know everything about Ashley. You live inside of me and you speak to me. Tell me something about Ashley that I don't know. And he could say something really specific, like her mom's name is Stacy, because he knows that. Why wouldn't he? Sit, he why wouldn't he be able to tell me that? Because he knows. Um, or he could say something like, you know, Ashley, she's a really, really amazing friend. She is funny. She cares a lot about people. She sent me like the cutest Christmas card ever, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, so he he can tell you that things that you don't ever like that you like don't even sh- you shouldn't know. Um, yeah, he can tell you about the future. He can tell you, hey, um, this is a fun testimony. Uh, Kayla actually told me this. Um, the first time that she heard God's voice, she like didn't have any like teaching or anything. She was just like, oh, this is that was God. He like very specifically was like, hey, you're gonna go. To over wait, what was it exactly? You're gonna go overseas, help reform health health care, and become a nurse. And at this point, she wasn't a nursing major. And then she, the next day, switches her major and is now in the nursing program at Northwestern, and is killing it. So can definitely can tell you about the future. Can tell you about other people's futures. Um, cause he cares about that. He cares a lot about that. So, so now I think what we're going to do is, and yeah, just like Michael said, he's never going to, um, contradict this. And that's why we love that. We, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why we love this, but it gives, it's, this is safe. This is absolutely safe. So if you like, look at the words that I just gave, so um, today, he told me he, I'm his daughter. That's biblical. <laughs> he told me that he's carrying me, he's bringing me places, and that he hasn't forgotten me. So, for I know the plans I have for you, he, this is, it was all very biblical. And so, I know that.
that I know that I know that that was God. If you told me something like, hey, I don't really like you that much, um, that's not biblical. <laughs> so that's not him. But, and you just, you, like, I love what Emily said is that the stranger's voice is, like, Satan's voice is strange. It's confusing. It's weird. It doesn't feel good. You're not like, wow, I feel all warm and fuzzy and safe inside. You're, like, crying, right? And then, but when you encounter the Father's voice that's loving and beautiful and safe and strong, you know, it's clear. You know exactly what he's saying. You're not like really weirded out by whatever. So yeah, so those are just kind of the boundaries that we want to put, but that's, I, we're really excited to see what Jesus, how Jesus meets you all. Thanks for listening to One Place Podcasts. If you want to get connected with us, hit the link in the description below to follow us on Instagram and stay updated on any new info you need to know.